So my friends, um, I'd like to begin today. There's a statement from the Archbishop in the bulletin. The Archbishop has asked that it either be shown in video form of him reading it or that we read the statement, the priest, each priest read the statement every Sunday Mass. Um, and so we're going to do that now because I think it's important to talk about it during the homily. Every, our Archbishop writes, Every Advent season we are renewed in hope. Hope that Jesus, who was born on the first Christmas, will come again, this time in glory, to judge the living and the dead. His judgment will shine brightly and reveal the truth about each and every person who has ever lived. It is a divine light of both mercy and justice, and we distort what God has revealed if we emphasize only one of these two realities. Judgment is very much on my mind. When I think of the heinous crimes of predatory sexual abuse of minors by clergy, including the misconduct of bishops, much attention has rightly been given to the recent events connected to our United States Conference of Catholic Bishops meeting in Baltimore, and I want to share with you some of my thoughts about this matter. First of all, it's very important for me to repeat that when it comes to priests, deacons, and any other person working in the archdiocese, we have a strict and comprehensive policies and procedures of accountability in place since 2002. There are no clergy ministering in the archdiocese against whom there has been a credible accusation of abuse of a minor. Those who have been credibly accused are either laicized, that is, returned to the lay state, or if the Holy See in Rome will not impose laicization, then they are sentenced to a life of prayer and penance, with absolutely no public identity or ministry whatsoever as a cleric. Today's uproar has to do with bishops, precipitated by the yet unexplained case of Theodore McCarrick, former Archbishop of Washington. I was deeply disappointed by the directives the U.S. bishops in Baltimore received from the Holy See in Rome not to vote on proposals which had been developed to ensure the accountability of bishops. However, the rationale given for this prohibition was that we should wait for the results of a meeting of representatives of the world's bishops to take place in Rome this February. Whether this February meeting will provide an effective and timely way forward remains to be seen, but I want to assure you that I fully support what the leadership of our U.S. Conference of Bishops has said, that we are committed to taking the strongest possible actions at the earliest possible moment, and that we will continue to develop the proposals that were to have been discussed in November. I remain convinced that allegations against bishops ought to be handled by a review board, principally composed of lay people who have the expertise to properly assess and make a determination about the credibility of such accusations. Finally, having heard in Baltimore the recommendations of the Bishop's National Review Board, I wish to announce that in January, the Archdiocese of Hartford will be publishing the names of Archdiocesan clergy who have been the object of lawsuits and legal settlements or otherwise credibly accused, and the names of religious order priests and priests from other dioceses who have been credibly accused of an offense that took place in the Archdiocese. The Archdiocese will also contract for a further independent review of all of our clergy files to identify any additional names from the present going back to 1953, the year in which the Archdiocese of Hartford as such was established. The publication of names will be updated as any new information becomes available. Finally, the Archdiocese will be publishing the financial outlay that has been made as a result of the abuse of minors by clergy and the sources of these funds. 
Very importantly, in seeking to apply spiritual remedies to this great scandal and tragedy that has seriously wounded so many people, I will be offering masses of reparation for the evil that has been done. Three masses are envisioned to be celebrated in different churches in early 2019. Most Reverend Leonard P. Blair, Archbishop of Hartford, December 8, 2018. There's a copy of that in your bulletin so you can um, read it yourselves or pass it along to anyone. This Sunday is called Gaudete Sunday. I started with the letter from the Archbishop because I read it at the conclusion of the last Mass and then we all left under a relative cloud of gloom. Gaudete Sunday. It means rejoice. And we in the church in the United States uh, are going through a very difficult time and we can wonder how do we rejoice? How do we rejoice? Are we as Catholics in the United States have not had too much to rejoice about over the last six to eight months, uh, and it's been a very trying time. The reality is the joy of the Christian does not come from the success of the church. The joy of the Christian does not come from the particular virtue of any particular priest or bishop or even pope. The joy of the Christian comes from Jesus Christ. Christian joy comes from Jesus Christ. The church calls us today to rejoice, even in the midst of, I'm sure, our very busy lives preparing for Christmas, and even in the midst of a very difficult and trying time in our church, God himself today calls us to rejoice. God himself enters into the scene. God himself becomes man for our salvation. He's born for us. God loves us so much that he became a little baby for us. For us. For our salvation. And then he loves us so much that he died on the cross for the remission of our sins. And then he rose from the dead. And this is a cause of rejoicing. We need to rejoice. We need to be glad in that. And we can't let the scandals in the church, we can't let difficulties in our own lives, we can't let any doubts we may be having stop us from Christians as rejoicing in the fact that Jesus Christ loves us so much. He was born for our salvation and died for the remission of our sins. Our God loves us that much. Nothing should be able to take away the joy of a Christian. Nothing. And when we as Catholics say that this year, we really have to mean it. We really have to mean it. We need what St. Paul talks about in that letter to the Philippians. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. By earthly right, we as Catholics have no reason for peace, for spiritual peace right now, at this time in our church. But the peace of God which surpasses all understanding should guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's not the peace of humanity. It's not the peace of our bishops, pope, or priests. No, it's the peace of God. The peace of God that guards our hearts and minds. If we at this time aren't feeling a whole lot of peace, and I myself absolutely fall into that regularly, well, then we need to realize our peace should be in God himself, in our Lord Jesus Christ. Our joy is in the person of Jesus Christ. Whether we like it or not, or whether we feel it or not, 
in just about eight days, we're celebrating Christmas, right? We're celebrating Christmas in just over eight days. God himself being born for our salvation. That's a cause for rejoicing. And nothing, nothing as a Christian should take away our joy. Nothing should be able to rob us of our peace. To be bereft of peace and joy, well, that comes from the devil. But God himself gives us peace. He gives us a deep joy. Not a giggly type of joy. Not I'm walking around just pretending like there's nothing wrong. No, there are plenty of problems, but guess what? My hope is in Jesus Christ. My hope is in the person of Jesus Christ. And so I can smile. I can be joyful in Jesus Christ, the source of my hope. My friends, our statement from the bishop is is very strong. Our bishop is a very, very good bishop. In fact, today you should pray for Archbishop Blair. Today is the fifth anniversary of his installation as our bishop. Archbishop Blair is the shepherd that God has given us in the Archdiocese of Hartford for this particular time in our church's history. So we need to pray for our bishop. We need to pray that he'll continue to shepherd us with strength and prudence, virtue, wisdom. And we need to be joyful. And to be joyful in the reality of Jesus Christ, who loves us so much. Gaudete Sunday, this Sunday is called. We should rejoice. Our God is coming to us because he loves us. Nothing can steal the joy of a Christian. Our peace, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, comes from God himself and may always guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.